Hi, and welcome back to Mingus on Tech. I'm Ken Mingus, Executive News Editor for Computer World. It's Tuesday, February 7th, 2017. I'm here with senior writer Lucas Mirian, multimedia editor Keith Shaw, and we're here to talk about the uh, technology of the Super Bowl game. In fact, we're here to talk about the technology of drones used by Lady Gaga at halftime. Not really. No, nah, we're just here to like nah, laugh nah. about the fact that the Patriots came back from an amazing team. Did we just yeah, offend all of the other game? We just offended probably yeah, a lot just of people. all of our audience. That but we don't should like know Patriots. we are in Massachusetts, and therefore we're a little bleary-eyed, but very happy. Oh yeah, and still stunned that that game turned out the way that it did. I mean, at one point, I said to my friends, I turned, I said, "Well, at least we're not biting our nails. We know it's a done <laughs> deal. They've lost. We can just sit back and you know and relax, commiserate until the very end of until the, game. the very end when the robot tom brady okay brought it home. there's your tech all right there's your technology <laughs> angle robots do exist they're named tom brady that's right uh actually no what we want to talk today about is a little bit of emerging tech um lucas has been writing about energy technology for us and he recently had a story about floating solar which just really caught my eye because it's the first time i've ever heard of anything you know like that and so we're going to talk about that for a minute, and then we're going to catch up on VR, AR with Keith and see what's going on, whether there's anything really there or whether it's just hype. Um, but first, floating solar. Floating all solar. Right, uh, just enlighten me, plan not intended. <laughs> so we all know real estate is expensive. Yes. It's about anywhere in the world. Uh, and that's really what floating solar is all about. It's predominantly uh, developed in developing countries and nations like Japan that don't have a heck of a lot of land resources. And so they're looking to put floating solar, the panels that are So floating. these are the kinds of panels, basically, that you would put on a building yep. or, you know, you see them along the highways or whatever. Yep. They've now figured out a way to sort of put them on top of bodies of water. Canals, reservoirs, uh, sewage treatment plants. I can see why you um, might lakes. want to cover that up. There you go. You know? well, places you especially don't want to look at. <laughs> right, exactly. You don't want to be the tech that has to go underneath <laughs> <laughs> that one out, well, right? There are some problems with we emerging these technology. these wires right attached underneath. Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. Uh, so these are, all right, so these. this is something that you said is seems to be emerging in like places like Japan, where yep. land use, land is very expensive. Yeah. So they're trying to find basically alternatives to land without water. Yeah. But also, interestingly enough, in places like, well, I guess, yeah, land would be probably pretty limited in the UK as well. But uh, but places like Brazil and China, because China is kind of leading the market in a lot of ways with uh, photovoltaics. Yep. Uh, in fact, today they announced that um, their news service announced that uh, they are now uh, producing more solar energy than any other nation on Earth. Not surprising, given how big, given how big they are yeah. and how many people they have. But it does seem like, you know, there's been this this real push in the U.S. over the last few years to to make sustainable energy sources um, more cost effective. Right. You know, and 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 in fact, isn't solar now the largest employer in the U.S. Yes. in the energy tech? Yes, field? it is. In it's the world, solar. actually. In the yeah. world? Yeah. I believe it's in the... Mm, I better not say that. I'm going to say I'll stick with the U.S. It may be... The, no, probably just the U.S. considering, you know, how much we produce for coal and whatnot. But, right. yeah. Uh, yeah, it's leading in the U.S. Um, uh, job producer. And it's the fastest growing energy in the world. Well, what caught my eye was, you know, you had the uh, the details about how fast the market's going to grow. It was 13.8 million in 2015, but it's yeah. expected to be 2.7 billion by 2025. Yes. I mean, now again, 2.7 billion in the larger scheme of things it sounds like a lot. Yeah. It's not, but when you look at that kind of growth over the next seven or eight years, that's a that's a pretty fast takeoff. 
And, I mean, and that's what you have to keep in mind. Like when China says they're the uh, largest producer of solar energy with, I think it's 77 gigawatts, um, they doubled it last year. It's still less than 1% of their total energy production. So it's great. It's it's going to get there eventually. But right now in the big picture, it's it's still a relatively small slice of all overall energy production. Right. Um, but an important one. I mean, we need to get there. And for people who say, well, it's, you know, they scream, it's subsidized. Well, guess what? The oil They're all fossil fuel industry has been subsidized for decades. Hundreds of billions of dollars have been poured into an industry that arguably doesn't need it. So right. screaming about how uh, renewable energy is being subsidized by governments is ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's, they don't, they're not getting a sliver of that pie compared to other. So I had a question about the the uh, the floating part of it. Yeah. What are some of the kind of things that the people have to think about when using solar on a water versus you know just kind of setting up a solar farm on a land or you know that kind of stuff? Like, do they have to worry about the water type, salt water versus fresh water? And then obviously there are other things that live in the water. How do they? prevent like a whale from coming up and destroying it or well like a, an evil whale or, or a mad <laughs> jaws a shark that's right yeah well they, they, they need to charge their ipods too so sometimes <laughs> they try to hook in uh did i just a say ipod welcome back welcome to wow. 2000 that that just of came, whales. That just yes, rolled exactly. off the tongue right. uh no actually the uh seagoing uh the solar, uh, floating solar isn't as viable. It's because being tried. Because the wave action. Because Those the wave things are going to be up and down like that, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is being done, but in much smaller way. Okay, so these are these are calmer bodies of water then? Typically landlocked bodies of okay. water. Canals, but lakes, interestingly ponds. enough, if you're putting it on a pond or a lake, it reduces al- algae production. So it can actually be healthier for the water. So the get. algae fans will not be happy, <laughs> you know, at this at this turn of events. <laughs> you, you know, there's a group out there. I'm sorry. L- little banner that says "Go Algae," <laughs> <laughs> but but for canal use, you know, yeah. there's actually there was a canal in the um, in the UK uh, project in the UK that recently com- got completed, and I, I was looking at photos of it. And it's actually it's kind of interesting because so they build it up over the canal and and ships and boats whatever can go still go through it, but they got a little bit of shade as you're going through. What, what's interesting, though, and this goes back to Lucas's story, is that one of the things that's an advantage of being on the water is that you actually get more reflectivity of sunlight yeah, off too. the water, which, oh, okay. the, which the panels can then collect. Yeah. And you also have the cooling effect of the water, which the panels can take advantage yeah. of. So there are some advantages here that right, are not necessarily there on land. Now, in, on the land ones, like some of these have caught fire because of the heat that's generated, right? There's been some fires at some Don't, of these. That's concentrated solar, which yeah. is a little different. different. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the like mirrors a, that reflect yeah. up to it's like a, a steam generator. Same thing. It's oh, a steam okay. engine, basically. Yeah. And right. the, the solar is being concentrated on molten salt. Um, more often than not, molten salt, but sometimes water, and that generates steam to turn a turbine. Okay. Anyway, so that's the update on floating solar, a concept I hadn't heard of until last week, but we're going to be hearing a lot more of over the next few years. Um, Keith, I want to switch gears and, and, and look at um, virtual reality and augmented reality. We talked about this about six months ago. And at the time, you know, we were all impressed. I had one of those little cardboard viewer things, yep. and I was looking at some of the virtual, you know, things that are used with the phone. Um, I don't even know where my cardboard viewer is now. Uh, I've kind of forgotten about virtual reality. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out: is this thing, is this something that's still actually going to happen? Is it just hype? Is this like the 3D TV of 2010 that in five years no one will be thinking of? Yeah, I, I'm not going to say that. Kind of the, the hype is over. I think there's still oh, a movement. We love hype. 
Yeah, there's still a movement for VR in consumer use, and we're starting to see enterprise usage of it. But I think that after 2016, which saw a huge amount of hype, right. you also saw a lot of product, products come out, too. Uh, Sony especially came out at the end of the year with their, their PlayStation VR and their gaming. And I think that that drew the wave from like here up to here. Yep. And now I'm, I'm getting a sense that we're going to kind of level off a little bit until we see some more products. And then it'll either go up or it'll, or it'll start to either plateau or go down. Are we sort of waiting? I'm, I'm kind of in that little bump because, so, you know, January was CES. Right. And I spent a lot of time on the show floor. Half of the floor on, in, in one of the halls was VR. The other half was drones. So you know that those are the two big areas where you're getting a lot of people. Uh, but there's a lot of interest in there, but there are still some pretty big hurdles in order to get it from a niche market, whether it's the, the gamers. Now, that's a pretty big niche market. Right. We're talking about gaming. Uh, to that next level of where everybody's comfortable with it, everyone wants to use it, everyone likes what they see. And I, and I don't know if we're there yet because – so this is the, this, this is the royal mood. Yeah, I wanted to ask about it's that. It's a what? virtual theater. It's not an actual VR. It's more about like you put this headset on. Um, I'm going to take my glasses off, but okay. you put this headset on, and then you can then watch a movie from, like, so this is connected to a box somewhere. <laughs> there, there we go. So there there's, the like, first video content on here, and then I can watch a movie, and uh, these are noise-canceling headphones. The cool part about this headset is the touch controls. Yeah. So I can then navigate the menus with my finger, and I could go up in volume, and, and it goes, you know, you you, you kind of go up or down on volume, you tap to, to basically uh, move uh, on the menu screens. What what I'm disappointed about is is that the fit is it pinches my nose on this. Okay. Um, this is supposed you're supposed to be able to wear you this know without to glasses. That, though? I would think yeah, there's there's some adjustments, but I think right now this unit is a little bit too heavy and okay. the company's gonna send me another mask that, that helps. This is called the immersion mask. Yeah. Um they're gonna send me they they've redesigned it to be less pinchy Who on makes the nose. This? this is a company called Royal R O Y O L E. Okay. Um their main business in fact are are the sensors, the touch sensors. So I would say that they're gonna take this technology, license it to other makers. Right. Um and they'll make a lot of money on that. But this was just their proof of concept of the touch sensor. So it's stuff. basically an entertainment device. Yeah, yeah. Point. So, you know, you, you got a bunch it. of movies, you got music, you want to listen to it on a plane, you kind of bring this out. The other problem, though, is, is that this is tethered via wire. And a lot of these other headsets, like the Oculus Rift, uh, things like that, they've all got these bulky wires, and you've got to kind of connect it to a big PC system. Right. The movement in that space is to try to get rid of that, those wires and cables. And so technology like 802.11ad, which is in the 60 gigahertz space, very high data rates. A lot of bandwidth. Very low bandwidth. distance. Okay. So you, you can't walk from one room to the other and then expect to have your connection. But for VR, where you're going to be in that space, you can do a wireless between that and the computer. So if you're say, maybe in one room. So that all of the... the and you, you don't yeah. leave the room, right. then the wireless would work. Right. But if it's, I mean, that's the sort of thing that, that again, if they could make it wireless truly wireless right. and allow you to sort of explore whatever environment you're in, yep. then I can see how it might take off. But again, the, all these limitations that right now, I just wonder if the technology is yeah, still... Yeah, it's, it's basically the wires and then the fit on, on, on the headset to make sure it's, it's comfortable on your head. And then the issue with the optics in terms of people that wear glasses, and I think they said like 70% of the the world has corrective lenses, whether it's either glasses or oh, good. I'm or, not alone. Uh, contacts. Yes. So you got to kind of fix those three hurdles. 
Well, and then the content too. You really need to have engaging content. I don't see wireless as you know distant wireless as as big a problem because. I mean, unless you're going to walk around with a cane in front of you, you're going to be tripping over furniture. <laughs> so well, ideally, if you had augmented reality, okay, though, well, you could see where you are with something superimposed. Right, would okay. give you the sort of yeah, the best I, of both worlds. I think when, you, when you're talking about mobility of this, it's going to be augmented reality where, where you have a camera that you can then see what's in front of you. But another big <laughs> a trend... A speeding car, for instance, if you're <laughs> stepping out into the, the street. The other big trend is with these things called depth sensors. And I, so at, at, at CES and, and some other company announcements, Intel is making a lot of noise in terms of the depth sensors that they're creating. So if you go down to the processor level in some of these sensors, you're gonna start seeing like the, the, the headset will trigger you when you're about to walk into a wall or, or mm-hmm. something like that. Right now you, you set it up okay. with tracking cameras, like you set up like these giant poles, and then they can tell you where you are, and they create that virtual space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, that's another trend to kind of look to. And like, it, so, sort of like smart VR, which knows where you are and can then give you feedback yeah, in real time. Yeah, yeah, because in my mind, I keep seeing a Dick Van Dyke over the ottoman somersault, you know, <laughs> and you're walking along. Yeah, and that's an issue. That's why most of these games that require some sort of movement have you do it in a space that's all... A safe space. A safe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need to be in our safe spaces. A padded room. Yes. Yeah. So, and again, but and then whether or not they make, that can make the jump to enterprise use or, right. you know, work, work use. I, I still don't see me going back to my cube and putting this on and doing my work, but there are some interesting applications that are being developed on that space, too. It'll have to give you something that you don't get now in your real reality. Yeah. You know, something augmented or, you know, um, and I guess, so, all right, so the hype is there. The, obviously but I the think it's a little bit of a downslope. I think, we're, I think we're all kind of like I'm not hearing as it. much about VR as I was six months ago or a year ago. Yeah, I think we're just waiting for some more content to come out and then maybe uh, some more equipment and then as they adjust the equipment. Let me ask you yeah. something. Would you, is there something that you might compare this to that hasn't taken off the way that the industry thought it had, like, I don't know, smartwatches or something like that? I, is it something that Curved there's a TV lot of... Screens, yeah, Curved TV, about, 3D TV. I think a lot of the 3D stuff that came out, people didn't want to wear the glasses. But right. I think, again, most of the people that came out with the hype, then they, they scaled it back a little bit. And now 3D is just a... If you're going to buy a new TV, it's, you know, do you want to pay an extra 100 bucks or 200 bucks for the 3D? Or do you want to just kind of wait till the prices come down on that again? And then says, all right, I guess I'll watch it. I think 3D TV is dead, though. I think they pulled it. Basically. It's an add-on, you know. I mean, it's yeah, like they're a, it's not like really pushing it now. anymore. Yeah, not, yeah you get it for free reason. if you want this particular. Yeah. Well, TV, I mean, I think they actually some of the companies have actually just killed just it. Killed it. Yeah, yeah. they just said well, it. you're still getting at the movies. And so, then these, and again, a lot of the 3D content you can now kind of see on these things too. Um, yeah, I would say again, again, it just depends on your comfort. I, I don't want to wear this all day yeah. because of the comfort right now. You you did the roller coaster thing, didn't you? Though? Yeah. The, the amusement park ride with one of those, which yeah. I would have needed a barf bag, but I guess you're, you're a virtual barf bag. Well, yeah. so, okay, so not only was that more enjoyable <laughs> wearing it on the on the virtual. roller coaster. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the concept of a virtual bag. barf bag. Virtual what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Okay. okay. We've uh, lost the show. We're, we're blur. Okay, yes, we have. <laughs> At CES, there was another company that was showing off a chair that you sit in, yeah. and the chair they were doing a demo. You put the headset on, but then the chair moves with you. Oh. So then, and again, the idea is is that your brain, when you're sitting in a chair that's not moving, you're more likely to get motion sickness. But when you're on the chair that moves left and right, 
with the virtual, then you don't get a set. So what your body is feeling is it reflects what your yeah. eyes are seeing, and therefore the disconnect doesn't make you. You're sick tricking the brain in a better way than when you're just tricking it when you sit down and, and not moving. All right, mm. I, it, I just it see sounds counterintuitive, but I see a future like you know the the the. Um, the residents of the spaceship on Wally, where we're all just basically sitting in chairs and we never get up. I think we're almost there now. It's gonna, <laughs> get, yeah, that's gonna be predictive. Yeah, yeah. we're all gonna <laughs> be. Well, I don't know if you and me and, and, and on that here, dystopian but note, maybe our grandkids will be the those those kids that yeah, right, don't move okay. at all. All right, so hype, hope, still evolving. We'll check back in six months and find out. Uh, yeah, uh, where we where we stand. I'm pretty sure reality. I won't be on this show. Maybe one of these days we'll all be virtual here. I'm sure I'll be on the show before Hologram. six months, but we'll oh, talk about Oh, you will be, but then we'll talk about this then. <laughs> all right, um, Lucas, thanks for the update on Floating Solar. Thanks for the update on virtual reality. Thank you, Tom Brady, for a great evening. Yeah, <laughs> go Pat. Well, that's a wrap. 